you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hi, everybody. This is Susan Rosen, your host, and I have a guest with me today. It's my first interview here on the podcast. I hope everybody enjoys it. My guest is Lynette Sorrentino, and she is a woman on a hunt doing everything she can to fight the aging process. Sounds a lot like all the rest of us too, huh? After several personal battles with her own health, she's now on a mission to help other women who may be experiencing some of the same things. So welcome to Lynette. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yes, you are. Hi, Susan. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be on this and do this podcast with you. I'm super excited. This is a first for me as well. So, Well, good. (laughs) Great. Okay. So why don't you, um, we were talking about some of the different areas that we might touch on mm-hmm. while we're while we're talking and one of the things we were talking about was kind of trusting how you feel and and self-care and mm-hmm. getting to that point so maybe if you'd like to um, address that and talk a little bit about where you're coming from and how you've gotten you know what your story is and how okay. you got there and then you know, I'll tell you a little bit about mine as well, kind of interject. Sorry if I interrupt, but you know. No, that's totally okay. I'll try not to. <laughs> well, I think um, kind of where I started with that is, I think as women, we take on so much and it's almost like we're strapping, we're not intentionally strapping burdens on ourselves, mm-hmm. but in some ways we're, we take on a lot. We take on responsibility. We take on guilt. We take on emotions. We take it on you know we just take on all this stuff and what i really realized and this really came about i was just putting my head down i was uh at a point where i was living with my um children's father and my two kids out in washington state and kind of the the impetus came for me to take this mask off was not only when i turned 50 which was a couple years ago and also (laughs) Then about three months later, my dad died. And I call him my dad, but he was my, he was my stepdad, but he was in my life for 27 years, over half my life. Wow. And I remember being at his funeral and having a lot of my close friends come to my funeral, that come to his funeral to <laughs> serve me that, had not, that I hadn't seen in years. And wow. both of those confluences coming together with my dad passing away and me turning 50, maybe take a step back and say, what's going on here? In my instance, I was not happy. I'd moved halfway across the country for this man. I'd given up everything. Mm. And here I was. And, I, and then I really started addressing some things with what's going on and, and with him even a little bit by, you know, having some challenges and unhappiness in our marriage. That was the beginning of December. That was actually on a Tuesday afternoon. I had been out of town for work for the weekend. And the next morning, our son, had, he'd not been feeling well and he took him to urgent care. And they sent him straight to the hospital because he was diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic. 
So right then wow. life took a pivot and changed. But as all that was going on, I realized that as the marriage was falling apart, we were dealing with the issues with my son. I realized I was just holding it all in because I didn't have anyone that I felt I could talk to about any of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's what I mean by taking the mask off yeah. is I think we're inwardly suffering. A lot of women are inwardly suffering and that's creating to creating our stress. That's creating our anxiety. That's creating all of the emotions that mm -hmm. we're dealing with. And then it, it manifests itself into physical results as well. No, so I think it's, it's think right. Um, and when I really came to understand that I needed to trust myself, trust how I was feeling physically, I was actually close to a nervous breakdown. It was the stress was so high. Mm. Trusting what I needed to do for the benefit of my family, I chose to move back home here in Nebraska and things went south in terms of being able to take the kids with me. So there were people who were judging me like, you guys seem like the perfect family. What's going on with you guys? Mm -hmm. And what's, you know, you must be midlife crisis and you just lost your mind. And, you know, and, and I just said to people bluntly to some people, I said, you know, if I had black and blue marks on the outside of me, you wouldn't question what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of black and blue marks on the inside that you can't see. Well, and I had to trust my in. gut and know that that was the right move mm -hmm. for my yep. family. And I think that as women, we, we worry about what people think. We don't take the mask off. There's just so many things that we keep inward and we're silently suffering and we don't need mm -hmm. to silently suffer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would, I totally, totally agree. Um, I, <clears throat> I truly believe that as women, we somehow or another think that we're responsible for, for fixing everything and yep. healing everything and supporting everyone and that that's our number one job in the world. Yes. And I, I, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I often say that I'm a, a, I'm a recovering enabler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, please. Totally. Totally. You can add me to that, to that list. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and, you know, just five minutes of my story is that I, um, what got me involved and interested in the whole health and wellness field was that I ended up, oh my goodness, I was in my thirties, I guess, getting a very bad case of strep throat, had, was put on a lot of antibiotics very strong ones and ended up developing all of these um, allergies, intolerances, whatever. They didn't know what to call them at the time. And I went to see an allergist because there's a lot of allergies in my family. Everyone but my father had horrible allergies. Mm -hmm. I found an allergist, very lucky for me, who did all the tests, all this kind of stuff, finally said, look at nothing's showing up. Let's do a challenge diet put me on like two things I was allowed to eat for five days. Wow. And then we introduced one thing, a lot of it at a time and found out that I, I was intolerant to milk and to beef and to, um, to wheat, wow. um, to all of the things now that people are just like, Oh, no problem. You know, you can just go out and get wheat free stuff. Well, in the late eighties, there was no such thing oh. as wheat free. And dairy-free or gluten or anything. No. Thank you. Oh no, 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 no. 
But the neat thing was that my allergist said, you know, he said, there's nothing I can do for you. Just stay away from that stuff and have a good life. If anything changes, you know, give me a call. Mm. And that is so, that's so different even from today, from going to yes. a doctor, right? Yeah. I, I just, I, I look back on it and I think, oh my God, I was so lucky because otherwise I could have been on shots for the rest of my life and never known that I didn't need them. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But anyway, so that started me on the whole thing. All there were, 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 you know, little tiny health food stores right? and trying to find things, you know, I could find some rice noodles in the Asian stores. Yes. Um, It it was, it was quite, um, it was quite the, the trip. And in your own way, you were kind of um, almost like that weird hippie, weird, you know, and all you were doing, I mean, because let's be real, that's how people think of that, Uh you know, and now it's like mainstream, but back then that was like. Oh yeah, people, when I would go to a restaurant, people, you know, the waiters would roll their eyes, right? You know, when I'd start asking what was in things. Yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) Now they list it all on the menu, right? (laughs) Sure. So, sure. but but I I can also understand as well. Fast forwarding in that when I was in my fifties, late fifties, I guess, yeah, um, I was working full time. Um, my husband and I were going to, you know, we went out a lot at night, and my mother, bless her heart, moved up from L.A. up to where I am, north of San Francisco, and. She didn't, she hated where, where she moved into. She was, you know, she, she was not a, a positive looking woman to start with. And everything just kind of went south from there. And she fell and then she was, in, I had to keep taking her to emergency and then she was in rehab. And then, you know, I mean, it was just went on and on and on. I wasn't sleeping more than maybe four or five hours a night between her and my job. Mm-hmm. And talk about stress. I mean, I was totally stressed out. And then my mother decided, and and my brother and I, one of my brothers and I um, supported her in this, that she had had enough. She was almost 96 years old. And she was was ready to go, you know. And by this point, she was in a lot of pain, couldn't take any of the pain medications. She's the one I got all my allergies from. And so my brother and I helped her along with hospice to make her exit. Yeah. Wow. And, and then I, of course, got, I don't want to say stuck because I had volunteered, I guess, to take care of all of her estate, sell her condo, go through all of her stuff. And then in the meantime, I got laid off from my job. So it was just like a perfect storm. Yeah. Chasm of things. And so you're, your mental health probably and your stress went to a whole different level at that point. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 And I just, the way I describe it is that I I fried my brain is essentially what I did Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. for a number of years, you know, it's like, I couldn't remember, I I couldn't remember things. I couldn't remember words. I couldn't remember. I'd get to a, a, it was typical Alzheimer's stuff, but it wasn't Alzheimer's. It was just from all this other. So I've come back from a lot of that, you know, A hundred percent? No, I wouldn't think so. But, you know, that's, that's kind of my, my story that, that kind of the two ends of it. Right. Yeah. So, so that, that's why I've gotten in with the health and well, that's 
I've continued with the health and wellness, let's put it that way, mm-hmm. and have always had a real passion around all of that, which I can tell you do as well. Yes, I do. So, yes, I do. And, and you can't, you know, in this, in this life, you can't do anything all the time, or even if it's part-time, if you don't have a passion about it. Correct. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah. So anyway, it. so now, now, that, now that you know all about me, <laughs> well, let's pass it back to you. So, um, okay, so we're, we're talking about where, where you were. So you came back to Nebraska. And then how did you then make that, that move into where you are with learning more about um, the gut and gut health and, and all of that? Why don't you kind of bring us up to date? Well- the first thing that I had to do, and everybody kept saying, you know, you got to save yourself first. You know, it's like they say on the airplanes, take your, your own oxygen mask on. Yep. So it, took, it, it was a journey of learning how to um, not take on that guilt or not be embarrassed to people say, mm-hmm. you know, how many kids do you have and where do they live? And, you know, that was, that was an evolution of time. I, the journey kind of started from the gut health. So let me, well, actually, let me back up. So what happened was under all of that stress, then I also started getting perimenop- you know, perimenopausal, went through mm. menopause. Yeah. So then everything's shifting with hormones and, and, and what have you. And I knew I just wasn't feeling quite right. And I um, had gone through a time where I was just really super broke and was building my life back mm. as far as my career and, and finances, et cetera. So I finally went to, I got a job with the company because um, I just decided I needed to get a job after being self-employed for a long time. It's just time for a transition and a new face, a new, just, you just need something, a fresh start, right? So I got this job with this corporation. So I had insurance, et cetera. So I went to and got a pap smear and did my annual exam, right? And I was really feeling exhausted, tired because the company had had a convention. They did a 5K and you could walk or run it. And I walked it. I've never oh. been a person to really work out and I thought well I can walk 5k that's three and a half miles I've walked before that's no big deal right I came home and I could not get off the couch I was exhausted exhausted and I couldn't figure out why well right around that time I was also going to the gynecologist and so I said you know I'm not feeling really good I have no energy and they said well we'll just go ahead and take some blood work and we'll run some labs Mm. I said great so then the nurse called me back you know a few days week later whatever and she said well we look at the labs and everything looks fine I'm going, what, what the heck are you, what the freak are you talking about? You know, I am not fine. I have no energy. I feel like I'm dying. So I knew someone else through Facebook and and what have you that was with a um, nutrition company. So I, and I, I also knew she was either a dietitian or nutritionist. I don't remember which, but I knew that there was credentials there. Mm -hmm. So I called her and was talking about some of her products for her company. And she said, Lynette, you know, I want to set you up for success. I really think there might be something going on with your thyroid or something else. I don't want you to be using our products and be disappointed or be spending money. I would recommend you go talk to this lady that's at a compounding mm-hmm. pharmacy. She could run more in-depth tests. So she did. And we discovered that my hormones were in the bottom at the, at the bottom of the tank. My thyroid was at the bottom of the tank. And yeah. my adrenals were in its extreme fatigue. And she showed me and taught me that all three of those are like a three-legged stool. And if mm. two of them are not functioning, like if my, my thyroid was down at the very bottom, and if my hormones because of menopause were down at the very bottom, like you know that of an 80 or 90-year-old, it was that bad, then the, then the body's drawing on the adrenals and they're taxed and they're worn out. And that's why I was so exhausted. 
exhausted is because my adrenals had nothing. And also I had had those many years of my difficult marriage under tons of stress, which pulls on the, the stress, stress pulls on the adrenals and creates a lot of cortisol. That's mm -hmm. why I gained weight there again, my, when my body's just going, <gasps> you know, it's gasping for air mm -hmm. in terms of the energy, et cetera. So, um, I, <clears throat> Worked with her and then subsequently went to a nurse practitioner who ran some additional labs and she prescribed some bioidentical hormone, some mm. progesterone, and also um, a thyroid. So I started taking those and over the course of a couple of years, we tweaked them a little bit. You know, every six months we'd take labs and we'd tweak them. Mm -hmm. And I really got to the point where I was, instead of being on the floor, you know, I was up to maybe the couch, you know, in terms of I'm trying to verbally describe right. about how I was up maybe 25 or 30 percent let's put it that yeah. way uh -huh. maybe 50 I certainly wasn't a hundred percent and I think you know side note as women I think when we become certain ages we think we're supposed to act this way or our body's supposed to be this old and that's why I say I'm kicking and screaming with the aging process mm -hmm. you know my family's life expectancy is in their 80s and 90s that means I got 25 30 35 years left why should I be acting old right now? So it is a mental thing. I agree. Yep. And I, re I, side note, I also refuse to hang around people that are my age if they're going to act old. If you want to be my friend and be my age, <laughs> you have to act young or, you, or else I'm not going to be your friend. You can't act old, okay? Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, I'll remember so, that, uh, okay. <laughs> that's a little digress side note. Then I digress sometimes. So come back to the gut-brain access scenario. Hmm. Is I was feeling pretty good. Um, was definitely improving, but I knew there was just still something there, something yet missing. And I think that's where as women, we're the only ones who know our bodies. And we have to be advocates for our bodies because if we're not, no one else is going to be. Yep. You know, I yep. have to advocate for my son and his health all the time. Yes. So yes. <clears throat> I um, was just feeling like I had hit the wall. You know how you just feel like you've lost your mojo, you're not in your zone, you're kind of yeah, just. Yeah, well the adrenals will do that to you. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I am one of those that maybe it's the baby boomer in me, you just put your head down and go to work. So my self-care was crap. Mm. I'll just bluntly say yeah. my self-care was crap. I would take, you know, my body felt tired, I would do that, but other than I wasn't doing much. So I started reading a book called The Miracle Morning Oh, yeah. And, uh -huh. uh, a lot of people are familiar with it, but it got me on that path of having that quiet time and, and really following that mm -hmm. ritual in the morning, which helped, which helped again, my psyche, helped mm -hmm. my mind be a little bit less stressed. Absolutely. Yep. Um, but again, the body's still tired. I'm like, I know something's going on. And I hired a coach last fall um, who's um, a good friend of mine from another company, and she um, became a coach. And I just knew I wanted to get to a different level with some of the things mm -hmm. I'm doing as far as a career and personally. And so fast forward, she called me this March. Uh, my son's really had a lot of difficult health challenges, not only with his diabetes, but some other things going on. And of course, when you're the caregiver, as you know with your mom, when you're the caregiver, it, it's as exhausting to you as it is with your family member, if not more so. Absolutely. And I was just, it's, I was just like at the, almost at the end of my rope. And she said, Lynette, have you, I've got someone I want you to talk to. Um, it's about your gut and your gut being healthy and how it has to do with your brain and all the stress you're under and the anxiety. And I went, what? You know, it was a whole new thing. And I had heard about gut health mm -hmm. and I have heard about leaky gut. Mm -hmm. And I was on a quest around that because again, I'm knowing that my thyroid and my um, mm -hmm. adrenals were not where they should be. 
And I knew I had a leaky gut. I had some irritable bowel. I was getting acid mm -hmm. reflux. So I was on a search with that. I even went so far as to do some research one day, looking up online and made a list thyroid. What are all the supplements, the, the foods that would be good for thyroid? Um, adrenals, what are all the good supplements and food to do for that? And I looked at this list, which was probably 15 or 20 items long. It was definitely more information than I had lines on my paper. And I went, I'm not a freaking scientist. How in the heck am I going to figure this out? There's no way, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah. Not this ask, time, right? but I want to get fixed. Right. Yep. So then she introduces me to um, a company by the name of Amari mm. and it's a mental wellness company and right. it's around the gut brain axis. Yep. And what I learned was that your gut produces all of the neurotransmitters, all the serotonin, the melatonin, the dopamine, all of that is produced out of your gut and has to get transferred up to your brain. Mm -hmm. When I'm going, well, duh, then why are people taking all these pharmaceuticals for their brain for ADD and focus and energy? Thank and, you. Right? Yep. Does it make sense? Yep. So I said, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm, I'm game for anything. I wasn't, I mean, it's all plant-based. It's all super, super, mm. super um, non-GMO and organic and everything. So I'm going to try it. So, and, and what I was, my symptoms that I was having at the time was not only low energy, like I was, when I would go to Omaha, which is an hour from here for my sales job, I would some, quite often in the afternoons, I was looking for a parking lot that I could go somewhere remotely and take a nap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You no, know, nap yeah. in the car. I couldn't go home. Yeah. Um, I would wake up in the morning with horrible brain fog. And then during the day, I was trying so hard to focus, so hard to focus that mm -hmm. my brain literally almost like hurt by, by five o'clock. Wow. And I didn't yeah. want to talk to anybody after five o'clock. Well, that doesn't do yeah. anything for personal relationships. <laughs> so fast forward now, um, I would say that was the middle or end of March. Here we are mm -hmm. now, the middle of November. Mm -hmm. And I get up in the morning and my brain is alive and awake. I wake up naturally. I don't have to have an alarm. I oh. do have my cup of coffee in the morning because I enjoy my, um, I enjoy my cup of coffee, but I don't need it to wake up. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I mm -hmm. just enjoy yeah. my Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can come home at night, like here it is, 5.15 Central Time. I'm rocking and rolling. I'm still full of energy. You know, I, it's like I'm still fired up. I'm not feeling yeah. like bring me the couch and feed me food. So huge contrast in my energy level. My brain focus is good. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not worn out, tired. Uh, the irritable bowel and the acid reflux went away within like the first two or three weeks. Right. Um, I feel like I've turned back the clock 30 years. Wow. Yeah. I've got tons of energy. And, and that's why I get so passionate is because as women, we think that our bodies have to be this way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they don't. Yeah. They absolutely yeah. don't. Yeah. No, no. I, I think you're absolutely correct. And um, I can't remember exactly what the number was, but I remember hearing because I've, I've listened to and, and read so many you know, the gut brain connection is, is like top of mind for mm -hmm. the whole health and wellness yeah. um, area. Right? right. And, but I was, I wish I could remember. I think it's something like for every one message that your brain sends down to your gut, it's something like a hundred that your gut sends up to your brain. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you look at yeah. that and you go, okay, now which one do you think is in, is, in the power position here. 
-hmm. And the brain is not the answer. Not exactly, exactly. It's just doing, it's just running things, but the gut is the one that's telling it what to do. Absolutely. That's where all the receptors and everything's stored, and there's actually Mm -hmm. five pathways from your gut to your brain. Mm. It's your your, uh, neurotransmitters, but it's also your endocrine system. I don't remember all five. I'm not the scientist, but I know there's five pathways. And, and you're basically when you're, so if you get that gut and I've got an analogy I'll tell you about, but if you get the gut healthy, it's opening yeah. up all those five pathways. So imagine what that does to your overall physical health and well-being. Yeah. Um, yeah. The word, picture, the word picture I drew for some people this morning when I was uh, speaking to a group was I kind of look at, and I don't mean to offend anybody here, but this is just the way I speak. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at pharmaceuticals much like if I'm mowing the lawn. I'm going to mow the lawn and I'm going to cut off the grass and the weeds at the top. I can't see them anymore. It all looks the same. It just looks nice and pretty. That's kind of why I see pharmaceuticals. Everything looks good. Who knows what's going on underneath, right? Yeah. And then yeah. I look at yeah. a lot of times with just general supplements, like I was doing some B12 and some D3 and doing some of those other things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, you get that, you want to get that dandelion out, but as you're pulling it out, the root stays there even though uh, that's right. Yeah. And it grows back. It out, yep. You can't see it. Everything's better, but the root is still there. And what I learned that with getting that gut health, correct, which is for your mental health, it's a very specific strain of pre and probiotics, not, mm-hmm. you know, yep. there's broad spectrum right. probiotics, there's specific strains that pre and probiotic that you use, but it's uh-huh. getting to the root cause. And if right. you're getting to the root, then that opens up those pathways and allows your body to work the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 And, and the thing that, that also that, that I learned, I don't know, I guess it was a couple of months ago that when you're born, you get probiotics Mm -hmm. and the prebiotics from your mother when you go through the birth canal. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. It's not, it's not through the blood or anything else. It's when you go through the birth canal and it gets all over you and then it gets into you right exactly okay now for those of us and i include myself who were born cesarean yes yes i didn't get any of that and we didn't get any of that because well for a number of reasons i mean even now and things are changing but especially back 64 years ago almost 65 they didn't know any of this Mm -mm. and you know, I mean, and there are all these other things as well from having been cesarean, not just yes. that, but that's like the biggest thing. And I look at myself and I go, okay, well, how come I have had gut problems my whole entire life? Mm-hmm. Right. That's and fine. that's right. Exactly. So I, you know, for me, I got myself some goat colostrum which is mm-hmm. what you get when you go through the, the canal, yeah, yeah. right? And, yes. and I can't tell you the difference that has made. Wow. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that my, my, you know, my gut is 100% of where mm-hmm. it ought to be, but oh my God, it's just, it's totally amazing. Right yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. But now what they do is a lot of, in a lot of places when people have um, cesarean births is that they, they go and swab the inside of the birth canal oh, really? with something and then they, 
you know, the people manually rub it all over the baby. So it's just like going through the birth canal. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And I, it's totally amazing. And someone else said to me that today, um, when I was at a group that, because I was out and about doing a lot of meetings and networking today, and someone said that, that they are now giving probiotics to babies who are colicky and the colic goes away. Well, that makes sense. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. And I was a colicky baby. I was like a crabby, crabby, crabby. I was like, I was crying all the time. (laughs) I'm a very happy person now, but I was a very Uh colicky baby. And I don't, I just, my body didn't tolerate the milk. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. See, well, yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is, is the, the, um, you know, the mother nursing, right? Yes. You get the babies, get a lot of her antibodies and, and the, Mm -hmm. um, the, can't think of what the right word is, but their defense mechanism, you know Mm -hmm. I mean? The, also for their immune system and their immune system. Thank you. Yep. So, and there's just, it's, it's amazing how much more we know now and learning every day. Mm -hmm. And there are so many of these online programs, right? That they're free and then you can buy the videos or whatever, as well as, you know, a lot of books. I am amazed at how large and how fast that whole area of the gut Mm -hmm. connection, Mm -hmm. gut and anxiety, gut and the brain, gut and the, the, I mean, I just, it just for everything, almost everything. Um, um, I'm watching it happen a lot with, I wish I would have known about this when my son was young uh, Uh, because he was just, he's just one of those strong-willed independent kids. We adopted both of our kids. His birth mm. mom was 15. And I just think there's only so much that her body could produce for her in puberty mm. as well as produce a child. Yeah. And I think he got shortchanged. And we had a lot of behavior issues. We had attention issues. We had some learning issues. Mm. And I wish I would have known about this because I'm sure that, ha- that this would have been a solution. Instead, we were told to you know, do all these medications and pharmaceuticals. Yeah. He had um, alopecia at four, you know, oh, wow. lost almost all of his hair. The doctors, yeah. the, the, the children's hospital told us to put steroids on his head as soon as we oh. did, his behavior totally changed. You know, so that's where I was a mama on a hunt before I became an aging mm. woman on a hunt. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> yeah. I was always searching for something for him to help him because that's what you do as a mom, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and especially when, when your child is so on the edge, it sounds yeah. like. You know, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like always getting a cold every, every three weeks or something. I mean, it was yeah. significant stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Significant stuff. And I was doing a lot of prevention with regard to, you know, fruits and vegetables and stuff to keep their immune system up, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And he was a difficult kid and I'll, I'll be straight up honest because I've sold it to other people. I couldn't wait for him to go to bed at night so I could have a Manhattan. I was self-medicating because I was exhausted, I was tired, I was a difficult marriage, a difficult kid. I mean, my whole life, right. I moved halfway across yeah. the country, away from all my family and friends. It was yeah. extremely difficult. And, you know, fast forward, then I'm moving back to Nebraska. There was still a lot of stress through the divorce, et cetera. But it evolved to a point where I wasn't self-medicating. Yes, I still love a glass of wine or a drink or a beer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay, I had a great day, I'll have a drink. Um, had a horrible day, I'll have a drink my gut biome has gotten so healthy now that I don't really care if I have a glass of wine or have uh-huh. a beer. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the, the, the cravings have totally, and I think that if people want to know if their gut is out of whack, obviously you've got acid reflux and you've got, um, 
irritable bowel, but things mm-hmm. like if you're major craving sugar, that means you've got a lot of yeast in your body and the yeast is wanting sugar and it's wanting mm-hmm. to be fed. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I, get I that went through that. Out of there. Get that yeah, no. bacteria out of there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I went through the whole yeast thing probably mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's, that's horrible. Um, and the other thing is you're talking about acid reflux is that we, we treat that totally incorrectly because we give people things that, that stop the acid and mm-hmm. the acid is actually what you need in order to not have acid reflux. Yes. And it's, it's only a very small percentage. It's like 15% of the people who have acid reflux who actually need the, what are they, proton pump or whatever they're called, the, the, the things that stop the acid. Oh, I'm, um, I'm not familiar with it, what they are. Yeah. Anyways, those, those pills, the ones, you know, the antacids and, and all yeah. of that kind of stuff that, that's, that stops the acid because what that ends up doing is, is you're not, you're not um, digesting your food, which means that you're not getting any of the nutrients out of the food. If you don't have acid in your stomach. Right. And, and, and balance, because I think people yeah. who eat a lot of processed food, their body is really acidic because they're not getting enough of the balanced fruits and vegetables on the right side. So it's, it's that pH balance. Well, that's, that's part of it. That's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also that as you get older, your body produces less acid just normally. Okay. okay? And so you need a little bit of help. Um, And you can always tell if, if that's what your issue is by taking a little bit of lemon juice, like a teaspoon or a tablespoon of lemon juice when you start a meal. Um, and if you're asked, and if you don't get acid reflux, when you eat, after you eat the meal, then your issue is you need acid. Not that you you have too much. If you can tolerate the taste, would you do the same thing with apple cider vinegar or some sort of vinegar? Yes. Yes. Same thing. Absolutely. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I went through that. That's why I know. I I had a feeling. (laughs) Yeah. I had a feeling. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. So anyways, okay. Well, I think we probably should try and wrap it up here. Um, I don't like to do too long of podcasts. People are used to my, my little short ones, but I, you know, am sure that they have no problem with listening through and, and hearing about your story, which is a very interesting and valuable story. I do appreciate you, Thank you. you coming on to, to share that story with us. Thank you. So, I appreciate you um, offering out an opportunity to do this. I just, I'm mm-hmm. on a mission. I want to help women know that they, you're not old when you're fifties and sixties and you're not stuck with the body that you have. You're not stuck with, you're not stuck. You can, there are mm-hmm. solutions. There's options out there. It's just seeking it out. I totally, totally agree and support you wholeheartedly in your mission. So I think that's, I think that's great that you're doing that and that you're, you're out there trying to help women. And that's, that's where I'm coming from as well. So um, that's great. And I just want to let everyone know that I will be posting Lynette's website in the notes for with the podcast 
And so you all can find it everywhere that you're listening to this podcast. And I hope everyone has a good week. And I will be talking to you all next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.